a great video. Great song. It is a good song. Better up. we living. We do, we do not own rights to this music. Batter up. That's right, batter up. <laughs> Five Tool Podcast. We're back. We're in the box. We're checking the signs from our third base coach, and we're ready to swing away. Killer Kyle, you good? I am. Sorry I missed out last Saturday. That's all right. We won't forgive you. Black Josh, you good? Always good. Seamus, you good? Seamus? Guys, we're, we're Seamus. Where is that, uh, where is Mr. Carroll at? Mr. Yankees fan. Maybe yeah, Mr. Garrett Cole. Maybe he's going to get up his Yankees gear right now. Very soon. Seamus. Hold on, let's. Let's do a Seamus laugh real quick. Do you got any good Seamus impressions for his laugh? <laughs> I can't do it. That's pretty, that's pretty good, killer. <laughs> <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs> Hold on, guys. Let me take down my Christmas tree real quick. <laughs> Yeah, it's five tool back and at it, making fun of our co-hosts. <laughs> hey, you guys, you guys know what today was? Wednesday. Any guesses? Uh, two days before Valentine's Day. No, no. We're all wrong. Bigger than that. No, I'm not wrong. It really is. Well, there's a bigger thing than that that's happened today. Oh, wait a minute. I think I know. Nope. Does it have to do with baseball? No. No. Not. It has to do with Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yes, thank you. I was going to bring that up. Bring it up. Oh, uh, it's official. Uh, Rick Moranis is bringing back Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. You know, Rick Moranis, um, the reason he quit doing movies is because uh, I believe his wife died. And he and he took over like parenting duties for the family and he was there for his kids. And he, yes. Yeah, he was like a really good guy. So good for him. That's very accurate. Yeah, he did uh, He did leave to become a dad, basically, like a full-time dad. Yeah, he had to take over, and he wanted his kids to know he was there for them, and that he wasn't going to be leave coming and going, so he, he took He's over. He's such an American treasure. Yeah, yeah. Very underrated, Rick Moranis. And I did love the Honey, I Shrunk the, the kids movies when I was a kid. Good stuff. Well, see, Butcher, the problem is, is a lot of, the newer generation has no idea who he is because his movies came out in the early 90s. And But I remember them. I watched them on repeat all the time when I was a kid. I mean, they were great movies. You know, they're probably going to screw it up. I had They're going to have to have some celebrity cameos like Jack Black's going to be there in there or The Rock or Kevin Hart. You know, sure. I think Jumanji. They're going to they're gonna have to add some big celebrity presence because nobody knows who... Rick Moranis is, but he'll probably be in there, but he probably won't even be the lead, unfortunately. It would be nice to see a guy like Bill Murray make a cameo. You know, maybe like a, a baby boomer comedian that's still alive. That would be kind of cool. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, but... Even it, Bob Saget would be a cool cameo. Bob Saget's been touring again. I love him. He's he amazing. Is He's dirty. Awesome. I love it. He's a dirty old man. If I were a comedian, I would want to model my persona after him. Because he's so dirty, but such a dad. Yeah. <laughs> you know? He's the, he's the d- dirty dad who goes to Vegas and fucks strippers and does blow off their tits. Oh, he's my idol. <laughs> um, also, yeah, uh, it's a big day. Jameis Winston had uh, LASIK surgery. Is that right? Yeah, he's got twenty twenty vision. So do we. So over or under 15 interceptions next year. Yeah, he'll still throw. What do you think? Yeah, way over. He'll be a he'll be a New England Patriot though, so maybe he'll have a better system. I was just I was just gonna say he might not even be in Tampa next year. I don't think he'll be in Tampa. That that's one of the potential landing spots. I feel like for Philip Rivers. Yes. Yep. So it's uh, well, the Colts are favored right now to land Philip Rivers. You know, Jacoby Brissett had a decent year. Yeah. Um. You know, he's not quite starter material. I would take Teddy Bridgewater over Jacoby Brissett any day. That's another guy who just, like, after his ACL, he didn't really get a chance. Sure, he, but he won five games for New Orleans when he finally came back and was quarterback. And he, got he never lost. He never lost. Yeah. Never lost. Yeah, he never just, lost. He deserves a starting job somewhere. He really does. I loved him when he was in Minnesota. And that's, I hate Minnesota, but, like, I really always liked Teddy Bridgewater when he was there. Yeah, sure. Well, all right. So we're done talking about backup quarterbacks, um, but Al, the real, the real reason to celebrate today is that today is the day that pitchers and catchers reported to spring training. Other than the Braves, they do that tomorrow. But baseball is officially back. It's here. I got to see a cool little video of the Brewers showing up to spring training. It's all happening. It's it's finally we we got. I mean, summer's right around the corner. It's here. Spring is here. Baseball is happening. There'll be baseball played in 10 days. How great is that? So we got a baseball-themed show for you today. And the first thing I want to bring up, I, I realize there's a lot of rule changes, which we've actually kind of touched on on the show in the past, like the three-batter minimum rule and all that. But the one I really want to talk to is the proposed change that's going to happen after the CBA negotiations that Rob Manford brought up earlier this week about the potential new playoff format for baseball. And I don't, have you guys heard about this? I did, yeah. What about you, Kyle? Hold on. Butcher, real quick. Is it snowing in West Bend? There was a couple flakes when we were arriving here. Yeah, we're going to get about one to three inches. And actually, I wanted to bring up that one to three inches. I think the over and under for <laughs> how much snow we gonna get, we're going to get is three inches. And I think that's about how many weeks the XFL is going to last. Oh, how dare you! <laughs> it's, first of all, it's a snow globe here in Oconomowoc. Oh, is it? It's pretty, it's coming down. I'm kind of shocked. I'm yeah, gonna check. This is good that. for radio, where I stop talking to go check the snow. Yeah. You should do this. Yeah, and meteorologist Butcher. We got mild flakage here, nothing beyond that. It's similar to my scalp. Yeah, I see that. So. We're getting it harder down here in the uh, the old Waukesha County. In the Big O. Yeah, in the Big O. 
But anyway, what was your stop. question again? I forgot. Uh, did you hear about the new proposed playoff format changes for Major League Baseball? Yes, I did. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, okay. So let's, ta- let's talk about that quick. So I'm the, ADD, all right? The, the proposed changes are as such. Well, this is what I got. Uh, the teams with the best record in the National and American League each will earn a bye and automatically advance to the divisional series round. So that's new. No team has ever gotten a bye in the baseball playoffs. It's similar to the NFL format where if you're... Well, there's three divisions in each league, so the best one out of each of those. So if, you're, if you win 103 games and no one wins as many as that, you'll be the team that gets a bye. And the other two division winners and the top wild card in both the NL and AL will host a best-of-three series against other three wild card entrants. Um... With the guests played on the top team's turf. And then the really cool part about this is the division winner with the second best record, so the best team that doesn't get the bye, will be on a national TV show where they will make their opponent, they will select their opponent on national TV who they choose to play. And then the winners of those series, along with the teams that are in the byes, will move on to the divisional series round. From there, the playoffs will proceed as normal. Now, at first glance, when I heard this, I was like, the, your average baseball fan, I was like, that's stupid, I hate change, I don't like any change at all, this is awful. But upon thinking about it more, it's kind of cool. <laughs> like, it's actually kind of cool. I, I don't like the idea of 14 teams making it, because that's about half. But that's how basketball already is, about half the teams make the playoffs. That's how football is, about half the teams already make the playoffs. So it's like, I, underst- I understand where they're going with this, so... um. That, I'll, I'll bring that question to you, Black Josh. Do you feel comfortable with the fact that 14 of 30 teams will make the playoffs? I don't like that at all. Think it's too much? I think it's way too much. Yeah. Which kind of sounds dumb if you really think about it because you're talking the difference of you know two teams, but two teams in each league. So that's I mean it's 10 well, teams now. Yeah, okay, so four teams total. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it doesn't sound like much, but it's a huge difference when you're only talking. You know what I mean? It's a different of the third of the league making it as opposed to about half of the league making it. Yeah. So it, it rewards... Some people are saying that it, it rewards, you know, mediocrity. It, it, it's kind of like participation trophy type shit. Uh, bring it over to you, Killa Kyle. What do you, how do you feel or do you feel comfortable with the fact that there might be about half the league making the playoffs in baseball? Yeah, I'm biting at the chops here. Um, so I have... I have listened to a lot of takes and a lot of opinions on this in the last couple days. Um, I am a huge fan of, pardon my take, on Barstool Sports and listening to my podcast idols talk about this. And so here's the thing. When, when I first heard it, I thought, okay, this is MLB trying to like catch up to the NFL and other leagues that have been, you know, slowly making changes. Because baseball, baseball, pro baseball in a whole, is not getting the ratings and the support, you know, that it did back in the 90s, 2000s, you know. Um, this generation seems to not be as interested as even our generation, Rob, Josh. Um so they're, my thought was they're, they're trying to, they're trying to stay relevant and that's cool. Like Josh, like it, I didn't like it at first. I thought that sounds stupid. 
Um, you're going to see a lot of garbage teams make the postseason, and then in return, you know, it's going to, the owners of these teams, you know, of the six and seven seeds are going to use this to say, well, we're staying relevant and competitive. We made the postseason, but they have, uh, you know, two games under 500 record or whatnot. I feel like, you know, a lot of, a lot of people will take advantage of that format, but deep down, you know, when I gave it some thought and listened to so many different opinions on it, I do like it. I'm, I'm with you, Butch. I, I think it's cool. It's different. It gets, it makes baseball interesting in the months of August and September when you see more teams that are quote unquote in the hunt. You know how we always see those graphics, you know, in August, September, teams in the hunt. That that graphic excites me. I like seeing those races. I think it's fun to watch a race. It's fun to see teams fight for a spot, and it gives more spots to more teams. So, you know, and I love the show aspect where a team just gets to be a straight boss and pick their opponent. That's- I mean, that's just... That's revolutionary. That's boss. Like, I, oh my god, if you saw the Brewers up there, and they're like, "We're gonna take the Cubs because we're gonna kick their fucking ass," you know, that I would be so proud. I would get so excited. Yeah, but I see that. It's just it, it's something for a hopeful fan, you know. But yeah, but overall, overall, I I hope they do it. I really do. I hope they pull the trigger on this because the other leagues are revolutionizing the game. They're evolving the game. We see it in the NFL in particular. Um, you know, even as recent as the extra point getting moved back to the 15-yard line from the two, so it's harder to kick an extra point. You know, that's just one example. Leagues are are expanding their rules, and this, I think, overall is good for baseball in a hole. Yeah, so the fact is, uh, in 2019, attendance was down again for the seventh straight year. And the, the idea is not just to make the postseason more exciting, but it's also, like you said, Kyle, to make those games in August and September for teams that would usually be out of it. It makes, it makes the regular season more relevant. In a 162-game season, if you're the Baltimore Orioles and you're 30 games out of the race come August. I mean, nobody wants to go to those games, and it's it, it could give nobody. Team, yeah, it could give a team like you know, like the Royals or like the the, the Pirates or Reds, or like someone who's kind of in the middle of the pack, a little more relevance. You could be an eighty-three win team, just over five hundred, and and make the postseason. And that the, the Pirates are not. I don't know why I said the Pirates. Yeah, that was horrible. You're fired. <laughs> but yeah, so if if you're hovering around five hundred or just below it in August, you'll you'll. You'll still, like Kyle said, you'll be in the hunt. It, it makes it more your regular season more relevant in those late dog days kind of years. And I'm worried that this is going to be a precursor to them shortening the season because that's been talked about too, knocking it down to 150 games. Or that so. might happen. I'm not excited about that. That's one I really hate to see. I love how long the baseball season is. I love how it could be any night of the week. And there's a game on. And almost every night of the week, there's my team's games on. I love that. And I don't, I don't think they should shorten the season. But if they're expanding the postseason, yeah, I kind of understand that. I think this is kind of going to be a precursor to that. 
Butch, that brings up another point. A lot of people are are pissed off because uh, their local coverage to their baseball game, it's hard for fans to watch their local teams on a regular basis. The MLB app, oh, I guess, is, don't even get me is made it. Yeah, it's garbage. And, yeah. you know, I mean, honestly, like, there's no local TV anymore that carries games except for Fox on, you know, a random Sunday or Saturday. Yeah, so, yeah, so, this is how it's been for years. Like, you buy the MLT, MLB TV package for your phone, like I do, and you, it's $100, and you can literally watch every single game except your own market. You can't watch your own team. So then you have, That's so bullshit. Then, so then I've had to get the Fox Sports app and, and pay somebody to, to give me their cable login information just to watch my Brewers game so I can watch all of baseball, and that, that costs quite a bit of money. And it's these goofy blackout restrictions, and it doesn't make any sense. And and yeah, you used to it used to be WCGV Channel Twenty Four when I was growing up. It was on local TV. You didn't need cable yes. to watch it. And then they switched it to Fox Sports, and now you have to have cable in order to get it. And yeah, you get Sunday Night Baseball. Uh, you know that's not even on actual TV yet. Sometimes an afternoon game on a Sunday will be on actual Fox, but otherwise all baseball is ESPN. Yeah, ESPN, but that's cable. Like, that's not on local TV. Exactly. There's, right. Other than the postseason, and that's usually just the World Series, can you even get, you know, actually, you, you can watch baseball. And it's, it's stupid. Like, they're not doing it right if they want to expand the market. Baseball is a very regional sport in that aspect. Like, Fox NFL Sunday, you get two games. CBS, you get two games. Then you get the Thursday, you get the Sunday night, and the Monday night all on local TV. Like, if they want to expand... Uh. If they want to expand the game, let everybody give it a chance to fucking watch it. Like, what are they scared of? Yeah, they need to, you know, they need to rework a deal with these networks to to at least get more local games. And I, you brought up 20, Channel 24. I so remember that as a kid, um, turning on Channel 24, because... You know, I was one of those kids that I had to beg for a TV in my room, let alone cable. That that never happened. So, like, I would watch local channels in my room, and I could always count on watching a Brewer game in my room because it was on Channel 24. And and then when Fox Sports came into play and Fox got the, the regional channel, Everything got moved over there, and you need a cable, which is all great and everything. It's the same with the Bucks too, and in, in the NBA. The NBA is in the same boat. But you're right, Rob. The NFL, you can watch a football game every Sunday on local TV. You can watch Thursday night football games, Sunday night. And if your team is on Monday night, they play it on local TV. They do that in Wisconsin if the – Packers play a Monday night football game and it's on ESPN, they air it on ABC just for Wisconsin people. So they cater to the Packers. Maybe the MLB needs to work on that. Yeah. Like, if they're so concerned about growing the sport, which they talk about all the time, like attendance is going down, viewership's going down, and these other sports are expanding, why don't you start letting people watch their own fucking team without having to pay some goofy package. And on the app, like, we're all getting to streaming services and stuff. Why would there still be blackout restrictions? That doesn't... 
make any sense to me. And I'm, I'm as frustrated as anybody about this because I've had to pay for these additional packages year after year just so I can watch any baseball game I want. And yeah, I get it. I'm an enthusiast, but like on Verizon, I have Verizon on my phone and I can watch football games on my phone, even if they're not regional, like for free, like with no added, you know, spending, but baseball, it's like you have to pay a hundred dollars to watch every team that's not yours. And then pay additionally to watch outside of it. Man, you got me fired up on this one because it's been a frustration for me. I'm fired up! So for me, my thought is the difference between football and baseball is a hundred and fucking forty some odd games. You know what I mean? These local networks are not going to allow these many baseball games to be played on their channels that many times. Of course not. But what else? They they can put aside one day. They can put aside Sundays for football. You're not going to put aside every fucking day for baseball, though. But now you're talking about money making shows. Channel 24 used to do it. Are they really? It'd be so sad if this is the case. Nobody even watches Channel 24 anymore. What are they fucking playing? Two and a half men reruns all the time. Yeah. People are right. (laughs) Family Guy, Simpsons. They must be getting better ratings than baseball. I don't understand how they can't, the MLB camp or like the Brewers can't be like, okay, whatever your offer is, that's good enough. Like, because I'm sure they would want it, but are they really you know what? better ratings for two and a half men? You know what's sad, boys, is that Telemundo broadcasts Brewer games, and that's technically local TV, but it's in Spanish. Yeah, no, you get they a couple. can't understand a fucking words they're saying yeah they don't do very many but i remember when i the last time i was in jail in 2011 there was brewers games on telemundo we would look in the you're a liar you've been in jail since then no i haven't really but i'm kidding we were looking in 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 the you know the program listings in the in the paper always for whenever a brewers game would come on you get like four or five a year but you wouldn't get them on like the local stations it was but we would tune in anyways i didn't care i'd watch it in spanish rather than not watch oh yeah one way or another, I think it's going to cost way more money to get baseball on local channels than it would football. I don't know, because at the NFL, it's got to be expensive to get those games for Fox. I don't understand why Probably. Fox Sports Wisconsin can't simulcast with Channel 24 and just take the the Fox Wisconsin feed and air it on 24, I you know, like ESPN does with Monday Night Football and ABC. I'm sure there's money in play. But I think it, it's one of those scenarios where you got to spend money to make money. It might be an investment at first, but I think, I truly believe in, in our state of Wisconsin that it would be a hit because I know there's a lot of people that don't have cable that would watch. Or at least, at least have the fucking MLB app that a person pays $100 a year for, at least let them get their local team. Like, For real. Why they can't do that is beyond me. Like, how many people actually do that, though? I feel like, I don't know how many people, I, I don't know the numbers or the figures on how many people download that app and pay for that subscription, but maybe more yeah, would. I'm just, I'm just talking how many people pay for that, pay the $100 for that subscription. I'm sure it'd it's, be a... It's probably not as many as you might think. It's probably not that many, but I bet it'd be more if they could get their local teams on it. I, and you're probably correct. Because don't get me wrong, I like, I like to... Watch the Angels games or the Dodgers games when I was going to bed at night. That was cool to have that capability to be able to watch those games as I was going to bed. But so I would watch the other games too. But I really, would, I'd rather have my own team on there than anything. I mean, come on. 
No, I agree 100%. Yeah. You should be able to watch your own local team if you're paying $100 a month. Yeah. Like, I, no doubt. It's ridiculous. I don't but. understand that. Like, football and basketball make themselves so much more accessible than yep. baseball. And it's like, maybe that's part of the problem, at least part of it. Maybe maybe Major League Baseball... But at the same time, there's really not a whole lot of people these days that don't have some sort of cable. That's true. I'm very much the exception. Yeah, you are one of the fucking... You literally might be the only person I know that doesn't have cable of any kind. That's true. And I run a Yeah, Rob, what the and you, heck? And you don't even have internet at your fucking house. Isn't that amazing ah. that, that I'm still more in tune about sports than most people who have cable, though? <laughs> I do the work. Well, smart smartphones are uh, are all you need sometimes, you know. Yeah, yeah. I usually don't go over my data package, even though I don't have cable or internet. So I want to ask, um, how do you guys feel about teams potentially picking their opponents for the postseason? If they make it exciting, I'm for it. Yeah, they're gonna have it in a national. But I guarantee it's gonna be lame. They say it's going to be in a national broadcast TV on the last day of the season. So, I mean, that... that well, yeah, but they're not going to go up there like Kyle was saying and say, oh, we fucked these idiots. We're going to beat the fuck out of them. I wish they would, though. They're going to be right. like, yo, we the Dodgers, uh, we want to play the fucking Braves. Uh. That's all it's going to be. So if you're, Yeah, they're going to be classy about it. So if you're the... And that's lame. So if you're the second best record and you your team, say the Brewers are the second best record in the National League... Are you picking the team with the worst record who's in the playoffs or the team the next best team to knock them out? No, over? you're you're take you're picking the opponent that you best match up against. Whether they're regardless or... of yeah. regardless of record. Yep. The records don't mean shit cuz we, you know, look look at all these baseball teams that win it, even the Brewers for for Christ's sake. Um, the Brewers got hot and had one of the best Septembers that we've ever seen in our lifetime. And the Nationals, the same thing. They were a wild card team that were so so out of it halfway through. Like, they were so far behind, and they ended up winning it all. So records don't mean nothing. It's all about who you match up against the best. Yeah, I suppose you're right on that. Yeah, so like you alluded to, the Nationals, wild card team, they steamrolled through the National League postseason, took it to Game Seven in the World Series, and won it. And they were at one point nineteen and thirty-one last season. That was their the worst of it. They, when they were almost twenty games below five hundred at one point. You know what, Butcher? I I need to take this time right now to make my bold take for the. 2020 MLB season. You ready for it? Hold on, I gotta get my pen and paper out so I can make fun of you later. Good. Alright. Get ready. What do you got for me? We've already talked about it, now I'm making it official on air. The Los Angeles Dodgers will not, and I repeat, not win the West Division this year. And and tell, tell the folks who you picked to win the West. Rockies up, <laughs> Rocky up. That's, so, no, Nolan Arenado does not even want to be a Rocky. I don't care. They're winning it. And just they so got you, Trevor no, just Story. So you know, Kyle, I made that same bold prediction last year, and it didn't work out very well for me. Just throwing that Good. out there. Good. This is 2020. They got Mookie Betts now. They're gonna suck even more. Yes, they got they got the best player in the American League on their team now, and they're gonna be worse. Yep. Yeah, talent doesn't equal chemistry. Roberto. But they're a team that made it to the World Series the last two out of three years without Mookie Betts. 
Yeah, and they can't win in the postseason. So they made it to the World Series two out of the last three years. That's still winning yeah, in the postseason. Yeah, well, they shouldn't have went the year the Brewers played them. The Brewers should have won that game seven. It was fixed, and they'll be fixed that series because they, they didn't want the one. Brewers in the World Series. The Brewers were not the better team there. Oh my God! Stop! Stop loving them. I don't. I do like the Dodgers. It's disgusting. Be real with yourself. Do you think we would have beat the Boston Red Sox in the World Series? Yes. No, yes, I do. There's no way. I'm sorry. There's. No I way. think we would have matched up better against the Red Sox than we did the Dodgers. We would have lost anyways because the Red Sox were cheating. They were cheating. They're dirty, rotten cheaters, and Seamus ought to be ashamed of himself. I get that. Yeah, he should just, like, never watch another baseball game ever again. I think that's his plan. <laughs> So um, I still want to I want to stay on this playoff thing because I think it's a good topic and it's a lot of fun. There's so much to talk about with it. So one theory is that having 14 teams in the playoffs will make teams spend more money because the the teams that are typically out of it by that point will be trying to win because they still have a chance. So do you think this is going to cause teams to spend more money and pay their players better? Or do you think it's going to justify these teams to not spend money because they said, like you said, Kyle, earlier, oh, we were this close to making the postseason at seven games below five hundred. Which kind of effect do you think this will have on team spending? Who are you directing that to? Either of you. Just pick. Go ahead, Josh. All right. Um, So I think if they do go this road, I think it's going to probably – I think it's going to – I'm trying to think of whatever. I don't know what a word I'm trying to think of, but I think it's going to slow down on these long-term contracts is what I think because I think it's going to be more teams are going to be making moves thinking they're in it when they're really not. But Yeah, so I mean? maybe making one-year one contracts because this yeah. will be the one piece we need to get to 85 wins yeah. rather than 80, you know? Yeah, yeah. Or, or even like a two-year deal or something, just something stupid. But I think it's going to cut down on a lot of these 10-year, you know, multi-year, you know, $100 million fucking contracts that are coming out. Right. That's that's my thought. But yeah. I also think that if they're going to do this, then I think they should bring in more teams. I think they should make two more teams. I really am in favor of expansion of the league, too. I think there should be two more teams, make it 32. Killer Kyle, your thoughts on the spending? That's an interesting idea. I, the NFL has 32 teams. I... I could actually see that happening. Um, yeah, the, like I said before, I mean, it's the same shit. The, the owners are going to push this. Uh, the owners are going to get so excited over this idea because the, it's going to be, it's going to give them leverage. It's going to give uh, all the brass uh, leverage when it comes to uh, contract extensions, contracts in general. Um, they're going to use the fact that they were their mediocre team was this close, and I'm doing the smaller than an inch motion with my fingers to a postseason. And in reality, you know they're not that good. Um, I don't think you know. I think this will go more in favor. This will go against the players and more in favor to management in that sense. 
Yeah, but in turn, I mean, yeah, as far as money, I think you're right about that. But it's good for the players, too, because more players will have a chance to make a postseason run, and they'll they'll enjoy that. Well, sure. This is good for everybody, honestly. At first, I really hated this because I'm a baseball fan, and all baseball fans hate the idea of change. We like the old game. But when it comes down to it, more more teams have a chance. It makes more people relevant. It makes these players feel more relevant. Um, and baseball, I mean, once upon a time, there were only two leagues with no divisions. And the two, the two winners of those leagues went to the World Series. There was no playoff format. So we've, we've come a long way, and let's just fucking do it. And, yeah, add two teams in the next ten years. That'd be great. And then it won't feel like half the teams are making it. So yeah, let's get a Dominican league going. Yeah, let's get or a, a Dominican team. Sorry. Yeah, a Dominican team or a Puerto Rican team, and maybe get another team in Canada. Fuck it, let's grow this shit. Let's take on the NFL and the NBA. Let's do it. Bring back the Expos. Yeah, bring back the Expos, and get get some Spanish speaking, some Spanish country a team. Let's do it. Yeah. One more thing about this. I'm sure you guys have seen this. Trevor Bauer will not shut up in the media. All he does. Oh is, my God. He's so annoying. He comments on everything. And he said that... He is a douche. He's getting really annoying. At first I thought it was cool that there's an active player that's active in the media and saying a lot of things that people aren't used to. And it's not We're not used to in baseball having outspoken players. It's just not something that happens. You see it in football with like the Richard Shermans. You see it in basketball with LeBron. And, you know, those the players speak a lot. But now Trevor Bauer, he's out there on every topic he's out there talking. He says that Manfred has no clue about baseball... And that he's a joke regarding this playoff format. That he doesn't understand baseball and how baseball is supposed to be. Well, you know what, Trevor Bauer? You had a 1.5 war last year and a 4.48 ERA. Why don't you learn to start fucking pitching before you're out talking to the media? What do you guys think, Trevor Bauer? Yeah! (laughs) I love it. (laughs) He did have 253 strikeouts last year, though. That's amazing. He's a bum! He is a bum. Unless he's He's coming in. He's trying to get clout. He is. He'll do anything for clout. He's yeah. He's trying to get clout. He's trying to get reactions, and he's probably trying to work his way into some sort of media market deal where he can be a commentator. Yep. He'll have his own show on the MLB Network or something once his shitty career is over. He's actually yeah. He's just annoying. He's he is just annoying. an annoying dude. He's actually a very good pitcher and all, though. I mean, two hundred fifty-three strikeouts. I would love to have that in the Brewers uniform, but I'm so sick of his fucking comments on everything. Like he matters. I'd rather hear Aaron Judge talk and get his 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 opinion on something. I'd rather I'd rather watch Ryan Braun snort a line of Adderall than watch a Trevor Bauer tweet. I bet come you, on my screen. I bet if you pay to go to Brewers Fantasy Camp, you could probably see that. Probably, or if I, I uh, the prizes they give away halfway <laughs> through the season on the Fox Sports shit. Oh yeah, I think that's one of the giveaways for the charity thing. Do do a line, do, yeah, do a line with Braun Adderall. Sure. Nice. No, it's do a line with Braun. Oh. You know, that, that <laughs> that's believable. <laughs> it's not out of the realm. I mean, it's not. Yeah, I'm going to point this out. Seriously, I'd rather listen to Ryan Braun than Trevor Bauer. Me too. Yeah, honestly, Trevor. You know, because Ryan Braun's, well, he's kind of toned it back a little bit, but he was the same type of dude, you know, in his younger days. Yeah, very Talking too much. Yeah. He used to be very much... Cocky as shit. He's trying to get the attention off of all the other bullshit. All the fucking baseball bullshit. Bingo. I think that's what... 
I think that's what baseball is doing in general by bringing this playoff expansion format up right now is they're doing anything yep. they can to get this Astro shit yeah. out of the way before that's baseball. That's exactly right. That's what they're trying to do. They don't want... Because... And people are talking Major League Baseball in February. Early February. Yeah. And they're talking about... We're talking about it. Everybody's talking about it. And you know what we're not talking about? Banging trash cans. Well... That brings us to our next topic. Yes! Beautiful segue. <laughs> yes, thank you. I was going to say, we've talked about this on damn near every show. Yeah, it's kind of a goal of mine. I want to talk sign-stealing every show. So here we go. Marwin Gonzalez, former Astros player, apologized for the sign-stealing scandal. He says, I'm remorseful for everything that happened in 2017, for everything we did as a group, and for the players that were affected directly by us doing this. Now, he's no longer with the Astros. He's now with the Minnesota Twins. So it kind of, it's kind of interesting that now some of these players who are no longer with the Astros are starting to come up. And I think it's because, for instance, Marwin Gonzalez is now a Twins player, and I bet he talked to the guys in the clubhouse, and they're like, look, look, motherfucker. You're either with us or you're against us. We know what you were doing. We were a team that was relevant in 2017. We're a good team. You might have knocked our chances out of the playoffs. And a lot of people... You know, probably lost. You know, there's players who were pitching against the Astros that year that got lit up by the Astros that possibly lost their jobs as a result. So now, like the the solidarity of these players on these other teams are kind of cornering these players. I mean, like, hey, you gotta you gotta say something, say something to the media. So it's kind of interesting. I th- I feel like Marwin Gonzalez is just the first of more players that are going to come out and comment on this. What do you guys think? That's why I think the penalty should be that much more severe for the Astros. Because of because of that thing you just said, it's it didn't just affect them. It affected every other team and all these pitchers and other players and whatnot that got lit up because they're fucking cheating. Right. So, you know, and now, yeah, potentially people lost their job. They got fucking traded. Now they're not making as much money. They had to move their fucking family, blah, blah, blah. The, it's a snowball effect. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's it, bullshit. And it, yeah, like you said, it affects people's families, not just their careers, but their families who have to travel with them, who have to deal with them. The embarrassment of getting lit up by the Astros and then finding out, like, oh, they cheated. What if, you know, I, I, was, I was feeling really on that day, yet I still gave up four runs in an inning. Like, yeah, what's this, with this, this could severely change a lot of pitchers. Yeah. Because now it's in their mind, like, yeah, holy fuck, I thought I was pitching really good. Yeah, but you really weren't, I but thought, you really were. Yeah, they thought but because they were cheating, you weren't. Yeah, it's like I was doing all the right things. My mechanics were working. I was doing well against this team, the Angels, and I was doing good against this team, the Diamondbacks. Yeah, for some reason that Astros team. That's why I'm so for. This should be one of the most severe penalties ever. Right. That's my opinion, and I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Black Josh <laughs> said it here. Killer Kyle, your take. Ah, <sighs> yeah, I, this. Uh, this makes it a little more real um, because, like, for uh, a fan like me, like, and I've talked about it on the show, like, what's the big deal? Like, remember when we, we had uh, shout out hashtag Millet Park Minute? Mil- <laughs> I can't talk. Millet Park Minute. Eric Agnew. We had Eric on the show. We were talking about this. And. You know, at at face value, it it didn't seem like a big deal to me, but but hearing something like this makes it a little more real. Like, makes you look back on it like, damn, 
there was a real ripple effect to this. Um, so, yeah, it's just more real. And uh, shout out Pete Rose for um, <laughs> just putting it out there again. <laughs> Getting out there and saying, hey, you want to reinstate me again? Yeah, make it about himself. Yeah, because, you know, what the Astros did was far worse than what I did. And it was. Uh, I I love that guy. I love him. They got to reinstate him just on that alone. Without question, it's way worse. We're going to have to talk about Pete Rose because I found some stuff out about him that I didn't know that I recently found out, and we'll talk about him another time. But yeah, the cheating, the betting on baseball, I, I agree. He should be reinstated for that. But there's other things that have that I've first finally learned about that are a lot worse about Pete Rose that may change some. Oh, I gotta hear it now. Don't leave me hanging. So he he's he's been accused several times of statutory rape. He dated a girl from the age of thirteen to seventeen. Oh my god, no. Yeah, I'm Why? talking starting at thirteen years old. There's some pretty uh, harsh things about that, about different Girls being brought to him that were underage and stuff. So, oh boy! Yeah, well, I'll have to, before I talk too much about it because I haven't done a whole lot of research on it myself. I've read like two articles on it, but I, I would like to make that a topic at some point because it's some pretty serious stuff. And I get it; it was the seventies and eighties, but that doesn't excuse anybody. It was still against the law. Hashtag Bush. <laughs> um. Yeah. So sticking with the sign-stealing thing, uh, Carlos Beltran um, was in the news as well. There's grass on the field, play ball. Oh, God. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great baseball pun. <laughs> some Astros, or former Astros players, are blaming Carlos Beltran for uh, the sign-stealing and their, them being applicable for it. Um, they say that he steamrolled the opposition and the team for sign-stealing. So basically what they're saying is, some players went up and they were saying, oh, we shouldn't do this. This is against the rules. And Carlos Beltran completely ignored him, went ahead with developing this science-stealing scheme and that they, they're trying to make themselves sound less implicit. Do you believe that? Do you believe that there's actually players who are fighting this and saying, no, that's wrong, we shouldn't do that? Or do you, and that, do you think it's lame that they're blaming it on Carlos Beltran? Or do you kind of believe him? What do you guys think? I, I think there was players that were probably... Against it, but they were too scared to stand up to Carlos Beltran. I mean, I guess it makes sense. He's a he's a well, player. So if it's if it's two players against the entire team, you know what I mean. I mean, what are you going to do? Right. Speaking of fired managers, do you did you guys hear who the Red Sox brought in as their new manager? Yeah, we talked about this on Saturday. Ron Renicky is the interim manager for this year. How about that? Yeah, we kind of discussed it, and we kind of talked about um, like what our thoughts on him as a Brewers manager, whether or not, whether or not we think is going to be good. In all, I think we kind of all decided we think he's just a Band-Aid, and they did say that he's an interim manager, that he's not going to be there for the long haul. I think they're going to try to bring back Cora. But it all depends on if Cora is going to get suspended. Interesting. I think that's kind of what they're trying to do, but I think... I mean, the the Red Sox ban, I mean, their their punishment hasn't even happened. I think Cora is going to get a significant ban from baseball. But what if Renicky takes the Red Sox to the postseason? <laughs> Do you keep him? <laughs> that ain't going to happen. I, if it does happen... Well, what if? What if? If it, if it does happen, I feel like the, they still have other plans. 
You I know think- what? I'm going to call another bold take. I'm going to call it the Red Sox are going to make the postseason. That would be a shock. That would be a bold one because they couldn't make it last year with Mookie Betts and Alex Gold. Yep. You know? Yep. And Price. It's going to happen. It's going to be great for baseball. They're going to get in. Nope. I don't see it happening. And you know what's going to be the best part of it? Seamus can't watch any of it because <laughs> he ain't watching baseball this year. That's right. That's right. Um, we will never let that down no. on Five Tool. No, never. And fans, anyone out there listening? What a buffoon! Don't let him down. Don't let him go on this. This is this is going to be something we're going to continue to bring up and continue. We're to talking talk. to you, Paul. You, Danny D. We'll get Mike. We'll get Mike Wiki to say something about it too on Saturday. How about that? Oh yeah. <laughs> and Eric. Let's hope he didn't. Let's hope he didn't forget. Let me get that. No, we won't. We won't let him forget. Oh wait, Mike Mike Wickett? No, we'll talk to him tonight. Yeah. So yeah, anyways, uh Carlos Beltran, yeah, I mean it's kind of it's kind of interesting. I believe that there were players trying to fight him, but yeah, if you're if you're a first year player and you're going up to Carlos Beltran, it's it's going to be a little intimidating cuz he could have you blackballed from the team if he wanted to. He's a tenured player, he's probably going to be a Hall of Famer before all this and now he's probably going to be He's going to have some sort of bandwagon. I don't see him making the Hall of Fame, or at least baseball writers won't let him get in at this point. Yeah, he's, he's definitely been Pete Rose. He's been Pete Rose to a point. I mean, not officially, but I feel like he's blackballed in one way or another. Um, moving on, we, we'll, we'll cut out the sign-stealing talk. I just want to bring this up quickly. I, I noticed that Shohei Otani, um, for anyone who doesn't know, Shohei Otani was supposed He's kind of supposed to be the next Babe Ruth. He's an excellent pitcher. He came from Japanese baseball. He's, a, he's an incredible starting pitcher, and he's an incredible hitter. He's the first two-way player that we've seen of this caliber, potentially, since Babe Ruth. And, since Brandon Woodruff. Right, or, or Woody, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so just to give you a little background, last year, as, no. or in, in 2018, as a pitcher, he, went, he had a 331 ERA. He had 63 strikeouts and 10 starts over 51 and two-thirds innings. Very good numbers, and he's been a very good hitter as well. And he went through Tommy John surgery. He suffered an elbow injury in 2018. He did a little bit of DHing last year, but they're saying by mid-May he should be back on the mound starting games as well as hitting. Um, so will we finally get to see Shohei Otani at peak baseball level in 2020? What do you guys think? God, I hope so. I hope so, too. He's so good for the game. He is so good for the game. He won Between rookie. him and Trout, come yeah. on. Yeah, that team. That Angels team is something to watch for this year. Um, and now they yeah, they're going to be good. Up Rendon. Rendon, yeah. Rendon was my first pick in fantasy this year. Yeah, that's going to be a good team this year. Yeah, the Angels might finally get over the hump. What would you say, Kyle? They're a good team. They're, they're, they're going to be far the far superior California team there. By far. Say it one more time. By far. The, the more far superior team in <laughs> California. They're going to have such a better record than the Dodgers. It's going to be sick. You're so out of your mind on that. I'm not. They, they, I would take the Angels over the Dodgers any day of the week. They're a sexy team. You want to talk about a sexy team? The Angels are sexy. They got a World Series hero. They got the best player in the game. They got the they got the best two way pitcher 
batter hitter in the game. You know, they got Jack Peterson. Though that, that deal didn't go through. No? No, after that whole Mookie Betts trade deal, that was the one part, I mean, that didn't end up going through afterwards. I'd hate Where to be him. Going, he's, now he's, he's stuck on that loser Dodger team. No. He's still a Dodger. Yeah, that whole he's, thing got really weird. He's got to be going through depression. That he's still a, oh man, I'm still a Dodger. Yeah, like, I was about to go to a winner, and I'm stuck on this loser franchise. <laughs> the Dodgers are going to handily, just, I mean, win the West. The Dodgers are going to win. Absolutely not. No, they're not. They games. They're going to get first round, well, there's no first round by yet. That's 2022, but they're going to win that division with 95 games at least. Highly doubtful. It is a good division. They could win it with 93, or 92 even. But... I mean, the, you said it. It's a good division. It is. The Diamondbacks got better. The Padres are significantly better. They got new uniforms that look sick. The Padres? Yeah, they brought the Brown back. Yeah, I like the Brown. Love the Brown. Love the Brown. I'd go to a Padres game just to see those uniforms if I, I were in California. You heard it here. Kyle's taking all of us to San Diego. Yeah, road trip. For a father's game. All right. So, Kyle, I'm not sure if you know this, but we're doing a new segment for the next 10 weeks on this show. And it is Butcher's Top 10 Greatest Brewers Players of All Time. And last... Lame. Last week... Lame. <laughs> last week, I gave out a couple of... Or I gave out number 10... And I also gave my honorable mentions, and I'll, 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 I'll reiterate my honorable mentions. Gorman Thomas was an honorable mention. He did not make my top ten. Neither did Ben Ogilvy nor Jim Gantner. Those three did not make the list, but my number ten last week was Pete Vukovic. He won a Cy Young in 82. Um, he was the AL wins later in 81. He was a very, very strong piece to the puzzle that brought the Brewers to the playoffs in 81 and to the World Series in 1982. So number ten, Pete Vukovic. Number nine, and I know you guys all know this name, and I'm very excited to bring this one up. Feel free to shit on me for this if you feel like it, but I think he is a good pick, and he is number nine on my list. That player being... Ryan Braun. The guy who looks exactly like Brett Favre, Jeff Jenkins, is number nine for me. He was um, So Jenkins is fourth. On the Brewers' all-time career home run list, trailing only Hall of Famer Ryan Braun, former MVP, I mean, sorry, Robin Yount, former MVP Ryan Braun, and former first baseman Prince Fielder. He was, uh, Jeff Jenkins was an uh, all-star in 2003. Um, he, he, he batted over 300 for his second and third career seasons. He, drived in, he drove in 90 runs more than three times in his career. Um, like I said, he was an all-star in 03. He was a great piece for the Brewers. And some things that I didn't know about Jeff Jenkins about his career following his time with the Brewers is he did win a World Series with the Phillies in 2008. Yep. He was on that roster. Um, he had a significant hit in Game 5 of the World Series, which set the tone for the finale of the World Series where the Phillies ended up going on to win. And it capped off his 10-year career as a baseball player. He got his ring. Um, a couple highlights, other highlights of his career. Uh, those years that he batted over 300, 1999, he batted 313. In 2000, he batted 303. 
He had an OPS in 2003 of 913, which is extravagant. That was the year he went to the All-Star game. Um, in his time, or his career war is 21.9 wins above replacement. Career batting average 275. His career OPS 834, which is well above that 800 line, which makes you a basically a good player. Is the it's kind of the going right as an 800 OPS. He was a very good piece, and the re- all in all, he, here's the reason why I picked Jeff Jenkins. He was a star on a team full of mediocrity. When the Brewers were doing absolutely nothing, he was a reason to keep going to the ballpark. When we knew that we had nothing to play for, Jeff Jenkins was a reason to continue to go to the games and cheer on a team that we knew wasn't going to do jack shit. He was a reason for us to continue to hope as Brewers fans. What do you guys think? Number nine, Jeff Jenkins on Butcher's Top Ten Brewers of all time. I agree. I like it. You like it? Yep. Good, good. Totally okay with that. What do you think, Kellogg? Didn't have to shoot you again. All right. I love Jeff Jenkins. I loved watching him at County Stadium and at Miller Park, and I uh, I approved. Yeah, I mean he he was a stud. He was our hero, you know, as kids growing up. Him and Jeremy Burnett, you know, they, they were two guys that you could count on uh, in the outfield. And actually, when Marquise Grissom was around, too, that was a pretty deadly outfield we had put together. So, you know, it's a shame that we couldn't, you know, win more with him. Um, but he was an elite player for quite some time with us. So, yeah, that's cool. It's cool, Butch. All right. Get your top ten on. So, so far, nobody's gotten mad at me over my two with Pete Vukovic. And Jeff Jenkins, stay tuned in the next coming weeks. I will continue every show to bring you my next one on the list, taking us up to opening day, basically. And I'm very excited. Uh It's going to get heated the the, the further I go. I mean, I think people will agree with the guys I got on there, but I think people are going to disagree about some of the placements. I was worried about this one. I thought someone was going to be like, well, Ben Ogilvie had a better career batting average or something. But Jeff Jenkins... Nobody saw him play. That's true. That listens... (laughs) That's, Come on. Well, maybe Seamus, but he's not here today. Well, he don't watch baseball anymore, so yeah, his so opinion doesn't count. He's irrelevant. Um, so, I just want to say, we're, we're getting close to the end, and I've been, I've been ending the shows a little differently, Kyle, which I'm not sure you know about. So before, before I get to that point, I want to bring up, uh, we are going to have Mike Wickett from Mike Wickett Podcast on this Saturday, discuss all things sports and potentially a lot of baseball talk. On the 22nd of February, we will once again have Eric William Agnew from the Miller Park Minute on Shout Out to talk Brewers' upcoming season and talk about that'll be the day of the first spring training game. We'll be talking about the rosters, we'll be talking about the deals, and we'll be looking ahead to the upcoming Brewers' season. Um, On the 25th, I will be on the Sold Out podcast promoting our podcast here and talking to my buddy Jordan about life and baseball and all sorts of existential crises that we face in life. But something I started last week, especially for you, Killa Kyle, if, I'm not sure if you listeners already heard this one, but I've been trying to make an effort to get Seamus back into baseball because I think it's completely ridiculous that because the Red Sox made a bad move that he's going to turn his back on the game that he loved since he was a little kid. So what I started last week, Killa Kyle, is I, I'm reading a poem <laughs> To close out the show. Oh, my God. (laughs) 
And it's it's been getting really bad reviews from, well, Black Josh and Seamus laughed at me too. But bring, I've been reading some baseball poetry because baseball is my favorite game and I'm very passionate about it. And I, and I think it's, there's a lot of good things written about baseball. And I was trying to encourage Seamus to getting back into baseball by using this poetry. So here's another poem. This one is by Jack Buck. It was, it's called 365. He actually did this. He read this poem on air, one of the games he was calling, if you know who Jack Buck is. So here we go. Yeah, Joe Buck's dad. Yeah, Joe Buck's dad. Here goes. When someone asks you your favorite sport and you answer baseball in a blink, there are certain qualities you must possess and you're more attached than you think. In the frozen grip of winter, I'm sure you'll agree with me. Not a day goes by without someone talking baseball to some degree. The calendar flips on New Year's Day. The Super Bowl comes and it goes. Get the other sports out of the way. The green grass and the fever grows. It's time to pack a bag and take a trip to Arizona or the Sunshine State. Perhaps you can't go, but there's a radio, so you listen, you root, you wait. They start the campaign, pomp and pageantry reign. You claim the pennant on opening day. From April till fall, you follow the bouncing white ball. Your team is set to go all the way. They fall short of the series. You have a case of the wearies and need as break from the game. But when the Christmas bells jingle, you'll feel that old tingle and you're ready for more of the same. It will be hot dogs for dinner. Six months of heaven, a winner. Yes, baseball has always been it. You would amaze all your friends if they knew to what ends you'll go for a little old hit. The best times you've had have been with your mom and dad and a bat and a ball and a glove. From the first time you played to the last time you prayed, it's been a simple matter of love. Jack Buck. How about that? <laughs> wow, I'm not crying. I am. <laughs> that one wasn't as good as the one last week. That was a good one, too. But yeah, so yeah, it's just an effort to get Seamus to like baseball again. If he does, he does. If he doesn't, I'll be very disappointed in him because we do a baseball podcast and... I think is one of the requirements should be that you should at least be mildly interested in the sport you're talking about. But we'll work on Seamus. He'll be in Yankees gear soon. Um, so like I said, Mike Wiki on Saturday. On the 22nd. Eric Agnew. Anybody last thoughts? Black Josh is asleep. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, shout out all the single people on Valentine's Day. You are not forgotten. I mean, you're definitely kind of forgotten on Valentine's Day. Yeah, you're definitely forgotten. You should feel ashamed of yourself if you're not with somebody on no, Valentine's Day. I'm thinking of you. <laughs> Kyle is thinking of you. And with that, yeah. Five Tool Podcast. Pitchers and catchers have reported. Baseball's on its way. We're all here for you. We'll see you Saturday with Wiki. Five Tool Podcast. We're out. Don't. Widen the plate. Don't do it. Don't do like it. Drugs. You just turned it down. Did I? Oh. <laughs> so I went the wrong way. Whatever. Bye,